You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 192 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast, Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co host Zach Bertram, and I will say he's a co host today. Hi, Jesse Riddle back again. I think this is like four out of the last seven weeks. It's been a while. It's, it's, it's been a bit. It works for Thursday. And emergency fill in producer Sarah Morrill is over there as well. Hey. Looking, looking lovely. What are we doing today, Zachary? Uh, we're going to, uh, talk about where's our stimulus money round two. Where's our Biden bucks. Um, they made uh, a promise. Yeah. I mean, it, and it sounded imminent and <laughs> maybe not so much. Um, and then with Indiana house bill 1134, we'll talk about that. That's a, an interesting development. Some people got scared evidently in the election cycle last year. And then we're going to talk about the news of the week, which is the GameStop bubble, which might be the most amusing thing that's happened in 2021. It's given me hope. And, uh, <laughs> Florida man wants the Olympics. Yes. All right. We've got to say some thank yous. We just did an awesome Patreon. It was, uh, we gave away Jesse Riddle's home address. Yep. And, uh, we, uh, we talked about our cars, our love of cars. And, and, what, and, and if you launder them or not. And what kind of car are the best tippers driving the car wash? It's true. Apparently. It's definitely a full, it's a full Mopar Henry County vehicle. Yep. Dodge Ram. Yep. Ram truck. I was like, what are we That's, talking about? Okay. I always joked in Newcastle if you wanted to commit a crime. That was a Greenfield. Like in, in late 90s uh, in Newcastle, you just do it in a red Dodge Ram Sport yep. <laughs> because there, there were like a thousand of them in Newcastle and you just blend in any parking lot in town. Every teenager had a neon and every guy had a Ram truck. <laughs> yep. Newcastle in the 90s. All right. We do have to say thank you to some folks. Zachary, do yep. this part. You know what you're doing. Yep. It's nice and toasty in here. Thanks to all the Patreon members who chip in every month to keep this the lights on and the heat going. Um, if you contribute $50 or more a month, you get your name mentioned in every episode. And so we're going to thank Chris Slam, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, and Anthony Meyer. Uh, Jonathan Phillips is the uh, official sales guide over at Andy Moore. And Anthony Meyer, I'm not sure if Sarah's got that link, but he's still got the GoFundMe going um, to try to go independent with this trucking because he's keeping America going. That's been fun. We've had a bunch of a uh, bunch of folks from our our Boss Hog community jump in and help out uh, help out Anthony. I That's can post that cool. link up in there because I've got it saved in my phone. There you go. And we got some merch. I wore my uh, my Boss Hog shirt. So you go into the if you're watching the chat, you can uh, you can find all the links in there on the Facebook chat. We do live. And then, of course, you catch your replays uh, later on. tchimp.com slash BHOL1, BHOL2, 3, 4, or BHOL mug. All kinds of different options. Thanks, Mr. Bowman. Andrew Bowman's been posting those in there. He's been wanting to do it for so long, but he's never <laughs> never got the timing right. Well, maybe we ought to let Andrew come on out here and guest host an episode. Yeah. You know, he, it'd be like a four-hour round-trip adventure, but he could, he'd be welcome. It's he's, not got, like he's, he's got to bring pickles. It's not like he's cutting any uh, cutting any grass or anything this time of the year. No, definitely not. All right. Where's my $1,400, Jesse? I have no idea. They got us to vote for this Democrat. He promised that if he got elected and they elected the Democrats down in Georgia, you get your $1,400. We're waiting. No, I have no idea. I have no idea where your money is. (laughs) Should we put like a, a, 
uh, tracking an RFID chip on the envelopes? They should probably just let you know they shipped it out and give you a tracking number. Just That'd pretend. Be- <laughs> pretend like it happened. Spangle ever gotten his $600 yet? I don't know. That is a really good question. I'm going to I'm going to assign Sarah the task of checking in on that because I know last week uh that was the, that was a portion of the Patreon that we uh, we had gotten the Greg uh the Greg Pence people involved and they were checking on it. So there is a congressman. This is the reason why this is in the uh, show notes. By the way, if you're a patron, you get the uh, you get the show notes delivered into the super secret Facebook group every uh, every Thursday at some point during the day. Uh, Representative Steve Stilvers of Ohio says that he kind of thinks that if they're going to do this fourteen hundred bucks, everybody wants to hang their own ornament on the Christmas tree, their own little hooks from the government. He says if we're going to do this fourteen hundred dollars, we need to get something back for it. So he has a job. So if you're going to do this fourteen hundred bucks, you need to be vaccinated. Yeah, I've you heard this. You yeah. can't get the fourteen hundred until you agree to let the needle penetrate the skin. Nice. We okay with that, Zach? No, not really. That's and the first thing I thought is that there are some people that can't, literally just can't be vaccinated. So now you're going to have to go through some like medical. We got to have a waiver for the waiver process. And so, so congratulations, we just built a a twenty thousand square foot building somewhere to house the bureaucrats that will take to process that. I'm a bureaucrat, and I even <laughs> know that that's what would happen. And then. You could you could take a transfer into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I want to deal with. Is people are like, where's my money? And then like there's an actual check coming. Um and then there's just think about like the the first people to be able to get it are retirees who they I mean they have their own issues and stuff, but they might not be financially suffering if they're retired because they haven't lost any income. And then the next group to get vaccinated will be all the people that are probably not doing a horrible. I mean, I'm not going to generalize the entire groups, but, and then the last people to get it are going to be like your 20 somethings and your like 30 somethings that have kids. Their kids can't get vaccinated. So how are you going to pull that together with the kid? It just sounds complicated to just put conditions on it. Just send it out or don't send it out. So no carrot and stick. No, because it's, it, if you're sending it out to 330 million people, that gets complicated to evaluate who gets it and who doesn't. And so, yeah, who knows? It just sounds like I said, it sounds like you're going to have to create an agency just to handle it. So not the IRS creating cool. jobs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't be coal miners anymore yeah. and they can't work on pipelines. Yeah, I, guess you know you use bureaucrats. Yeah, I guess you got to get some pipeline employees that might be looking for some work, but <laughs> going to put this call center in Montana somewhere where they're not allowed to, not allowed to do their regular job anymore. Give me, give me your shovel, and here's a uh, spreadsheet. Just track it in Excel. So there's also there's also talk from the pundits that they're kind of busy doing the confirmations for the Biden cabinet, and they're they're kind of busy impeaching President Trump. So by the time they get around to this big bill that's going to potentially include the fourteen hundred dollar in empty promises, uh, maybe March. They might get to it at the end of February, early March. And then they don't get the money to you. The day they pass the bill, they don't necessarily get the money to you. So you could be looking mid-March or who knows to actually yeah. get your get your money, get your next round of stimmy money. It's, is it the same parameters they were using last time? There's no bill yet. It's all theory. They haven't even sat down to really talk about it. If, they, been, if they can include the wealthy in this one, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're going to get into in the later part of the show, some people that used to be wealthy aren't wealthy anymore. So yeah, yeah it's true. we really need it. <laughs> their condition is significantly changed from yeah but the only problem is that they'll look at your last that's what i'm saying the parameters yeah, yeah they'll look at your at. last tax return yeah those people are like desperately going to try and get their 2021s like kind of do some kind of pre-filing so i can show how broke i am now well that is that is going to be a bit of a game some folks play because if in 2019 you qualified but in 2020 yeah, they're going to wait to file you won't file until after you get your money you know if you made Somehow, if you made extra money in 2020, but you didn't do as well in 2019, right? You, I you think may hang tight. If they, yeah, I think like there's. Well, I, I've had at least one friend talk about that, like because they've gotten a raise, and they're like, "Well, if it's going to be this or that, then I'm not going to file my yeah tax you can return." Have it prepared, until. but don't mail it in until uh, until you know. Yeah, so you're probably going to. If this is the case, you're going to see like a lot of late tax returns, but or and this is very very likely as well there are folks that in 2019 were doing very well and they weren't eligible. Right. But if you hurry up and file now, as soon as they open up the window and you were out of work and your income went, well, there's a lot, like yeah, crap, there's a lot of people who's, that's much more too. likely. And then 
people who didn't qualify for all of it or any of it at all in the previous cycles, now they'll be able to actually go back and get it. Yep. They'll probably pan out to be about the same then. A lot of games and, and things to work through there. So I don't know. It, it, I, I'm. It's almost become predictable enough that folks are counting on the money when they rumor it and everybody says, yes, we're going to give it, that there are people that are like, ah, I might take spring break. You know, there, there, I've heard the conversation around the water cooler enough that there are some people that are actually counting on it going, well, if I did have, you know, I got 2.5 kids and they're each going to be worth, uh, what, what's a kid supposed to be worth this time? A couple hundred bucks. The last time it was, it was the, first were 600. Time, the first time it was half of what the adults were worth. This last time it was $600 for everybody. So yeah. if it's 2,400 times two kids, you could be looking at a yeah. I mean, life-changing yeah, spring. Yeah, the people that are... Oh, this is per person. Per person. Yeah. The, gotcha. Initially, they were talking about like yeah, $2,000 per person. I think it says before is like so the difference be 5, between... for if you have two kids. Yeah, and that's like... In Austin, that, tax free. And, that means we're going to Disney. That, well, that link got sent, and I think that was my response: was fireworks behind the Disney yeah, castle. What, what was it? Yeah, yeah but, but I don't think that's what I would actually do with it. But yeah, that's that's enough money to get yourself in real trouble with. Well, that's not just that. There was a conversation. Some other Democrats that this did not make the show notes, but it was in the pre-show discussion as we were deciding what we were going to do. Uh, there's another uh, Congress member that is talking about maybe just doing an ongoing. $300 a month for any kid under a certain age and 250 once you no longer need child yeah, care. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that's would be like their equivalent to an the extension UBI. of the child tax credit as well because the only people don't claim it as often as they should. And so, yeah, I saw an argument once and the number I saw was different, but basically said, yeah, when you, I don't know if they get when their social security number or whatever, but when you have a kid that social security would start, or the, I read that same article you did too about the IRS kicking out. Yeah, about like a roundish $300 per kid per month till they turn 17. That's ridiculous. You ready to adopt yeah. Jesse? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was asking. Yeah, I can tell you, I've got a kid that I would sell you, but you would lose money on $300. Just on television. Dude, just uh, on television. Television uh, The whole selling of children is actually a practice uh, in the lower income areas of Indianapolis. I've learned a long time ago when I worked at a specific call center, there are a lot of paperwork. Well, so we're used to, right. You can only claim so many children. And so when you had more than that, they would sell that child on paperwork. Like, you know, like say, just file for my kid. So grandma claim. claim. Yeah. Whomever. Right. Or their friend. Really? Yeah, dude. Like it was nobody checking this. Apparently not, <laughs> but yeah. So what they would, cause, and I was like, Zach, there should be a meeting or something. Yeah, dude. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was literally crazy. Like uh, I, when I was, it was, I was young right, in my early twenties, but uh, is I'm dealing with a culture I've never been a part of. And I'm like, they're just like, yeah, I, I gotta have my friend claim my kid. And then what they do is they give me like 300 off of that claim and they just keep the rest. And I'm like, this is insane. Like everything I'm hearing is insane. Well, I'm, Honestly, the first time I read the thing about the monthly thing, I was like, you can't, you guys can't do that. You can't just flat rate it. There needs to be a thing where after like two or three kids, it starts to go down because. Yeah. People are going to eventually. People will just have kids for the check. Yeah. Like, and you think, (laughs) no, that won't happen, but. Oh, it, it does. And it's like going to people, be the people we don't want children from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the, (laughs) the whole plot of idiocracy, but, but. We have we're not repopulating very well. Maybe this is the key. Zach. We don't maybe need this to is the way it's going to happen. Very well. We're not replacing ourselves. Our population is uh, we we're are, struggling. Americans need are to, on the decline. You need to incentivize sure. the right people to repopulate though. Is I, a problem. I did get an update from Chris Spangle. He has not gotten his uh, Trump bucks yet because he still needs to get them the form. Well, that's his fault. He should probably yep, yep, hire yep. Larry Daniels. Yeah, Larry would get the money. He yeah. should probably Larry I heard Larry's a PI. So he probably could get him to get the money back. He knows Trump personally. All right, Zachary. Indiana House Bill 1134. You are the one that's never been associated with the Libertarian Party that's on the uh, that's on the show today. Congratulations, by the way. (laughs) So you are the you are the innocent bystander in this that can be the the fair fairness judge. Uh, There's a uh, a state representative, uh, Ethan Manning, I believe is his name in uh, in. I think he's out of Indianapolis. He, he looks like Peyton house bill 1134, which would require that any governor or Senate U S Senate candidate for minor parties, which is exclusively libertarian party at this point. Those are the folks that in the, in the secretary of state's race, 
land between 2% and 10% of the vote. So the Greens and some of the others are below the 2% threshold, so they are not a minor party. They're just a, They're just they a, party. a special application every time. The They're Libertarians a are, a mid, are the mid-grade, not the premium. They're the mid-grade. We're the uh, 89s instead of the, uh, the 94 octane political party. Uh, but they don't, have, they don't have a primary. Representative Manning says he wants to have the same rules to get on the ballot for the Libertarians as the Democrats and Republicans have, where each candidate to get on the, the primary ballot, even though Libertarians don't have a primary ballot, they would have to get 500 signatures per congressional district. So it's this massive barrier to entry that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he says that it's just because he wants to be fair to everybody else. Now, keep in mind that U.S. Senator Todd Young couldn't even get the 500 votes and had to have a special favor waiver up in the first congressional Votes district. or signatures? Signatures. Okay. Signatures so. of registered voters in their county perfectly matching. And this is not like truly just get 500 people in Marion County for that district. Right. You need to have about 900 to meet 500. Sure. Because some bureaucrat like Zach is going to say, well, it says Zachary K. Burcham on the thing, but they signed Zachary Burcham. They didn't sign that correctly, so that so doesn't count. You get somebody and, who's in a hurry and yeah, signs quick. And then he used his old address, not his current address, or he's not registered at that address, even though he's a registered voter. So uh, that one doesn't count either as well. So you end up with just, you lose tons of names. Tons of names. Yeah. So the political parties hire a firm to go ahead and do this for them. It's not like you have volunteers that go to door to door. They have somebody they pay to go actually get this work for them. So the major campaigns of the chosen candidates do the work. The reason why this got introduced, in my opinion, and it, it's, it's pretty well generally accepted opinion, is that Don Rainwater did so damn well yeah. that they're afraid that he's going to eat into their base. So now magically you have a barrier to entry. So I, I have questions and I, you were about to say something. So please go. Oh, if just, you want I, like I was, I think I kind of just, somebody got a little upset about what he did in November and there it's payback. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it definitely comes off as a, like a little, well, maybe you guys should check yourselves. If you think you're going to do real well, we're going to make this harder for you. I mean, that's, that is a uh, par for the course, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that's so how they, the that's how the two parties majority. Well, that's just how the two party system protects itself. So it passed so. out of committee and I think it was due to come in front of the house today. And I have not seen, I've been, I was uh, busy doing my day job. Uh, so I haven't seen if it actually did pass or get any action taken uh, in front of the full general assembly today. Passed out of committee, entire line of party line vote. All the Democrats said, this looks fishy and the Republicans all voted for it. So it's not law yet. It's it's come out of committee. It'll go before the entire House. They'll vote yes or no. If it comes out of the House, it's going to land in the Senate, and the Senate's going to have to go through the same process. So it's nothing official, but it it is. So I guess I'm confused, though, because you said it's for the primary. So but- the same rules that you would have for the primary. So the way this is written, the libertarian candidate would have to have these signatures. To be on the general election ballot. To be on the general election ballot. Okay. And I it's, I don't know if it's determined yet or not. It could potentially be they have to have the signatures before they can even be nominated at convention. So if you had two candidates trying to run at convention, which we've right. had a number of times, had it for governor this time. Yeah, you'd have to have. You would have had both of those candidates have to go through the effort right. of getting on the ballot. To give you an update on today, it was not called for the second reading. So it may be added to the schedule for Monday, February 1st. But it has not been called to the floor for the second reading, which means they haven't voted on anything yet. So it's still pending. Still pending. Wild times. So, I mean, to me, it's no different. I So I was talking to people about this kind of last night to a degree, but, um, and I, you said it's only for, well, and maybe there are minor party I, candidates. Well, I know, but I thought it was for all statewide races. I know it would at least count for governor and for, but what about the secretary of state? I don't know. Cause it that's seems like, question. cause then that's going to be, that we would lose. I say we, but I'm not part of the party right now. But the party would lose their party status eventually if they couldn't get those because we wouldn't be able to run a candidate. You would have to we get would lose ballot access. Yeah. yeah. So then we're going to be the LP will be double screwed because they already waste way too much time on the Secretary of State race, in my opinion. And now, it's your ballot access race. Yeah. And and now yeah. And now they're going to waste every living dollar and a resource on that, and not it. It keeps them busy to not. 
do anything. And we already, I mean, the party has its own problems selecting candidates to begin with, but um, like that's the ballot access is crucial. And like, that's literally almost, it's kind of like our Achilles heel right now. So I, uh, I, I, it's a, it's a massive anti-competition poison. Well, the red, the thing I read, I thought it said all statewide races, but I also think that maybe I caught something wrong. So I read something wrong. Time will tell. The um, so if you don't like it, if you enjoyed Don Rainwater and you enjoyed the competition, and you were a protest voter or you didn't uh, didn't like the offerings, call uh, call your state rep, call your state senator in Indiana, let them know. It needs to uh, it, they need to hear from you. There was a funny amendment I did see that Representative Kurt Nicely uh, said he offered an amendment that would change it to 498 signatures. Uh, instead of the 500 <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> being the ultimate troll. I wonder how that came about, which I, I you know, that would still not help Todd young. Cause I believe he wound up at two four ninety seven, So he still would have missed out as well. So give him a little help, but not quite enough. I do kind of enjoy when people throw out bills that are obviously there's no intent for them to be serious bills, but they're just statements and they're kind of funny, but yeah, that so was the he, Jim Lucas regulating the, uh, the, uh, press regulating the media the so you said the democrats were against it yeah they were against the bill they were they were on the libertarian side that's weird well you want everybody against the libertarians at least you could pick a couple of no i mean to me this is just a local version of what happened with the the establishment creating the commission on presidential debates like it's the same thing um, it's a massive it's a, barrier to entry and you, and, and you act like in the name of fairness, we have to do this for everybody. Right. And both parties did it to protect their own, sh- uh, their own asses. But right. I'm saying, and, 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 I'm, honestly, and that's why I'm saying I'm surprised the Democrats were not in favor of it. You're making the Republicans jump through the same hoop or the libertarians jump through the same hoops as the Democrats and Republicans, but you're not giving the benefit of right, the, the primary. Parties. And that's what they right. need to start you're, saying. You're it's not, like we have to get, you're not on the primary party. You don't get the, the voter information as to who went to the libertarian primary. Right. And you don't get a seat on the election boards. Right. So if you're going to require the same hurdles at, of the libertarians, then you need to give them equal treatment or else it's unconstitutional. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I, I, my, I guess my comment was going to be that the only way this would make sense is if they gave us major party status and then I'm Okay. Because now we get to actually talk and have, it just opens the door for a lot of things uh, as far as legitimacy in the, in the media and stuff. So, yeah. So if you're unhappy, once again, uh, it sounds like maybe on Monday, it's going to come before the Indiana general assembly. Uh, There's a hundred representatives that uh, that'll get to vote on that on Monday. Uh, 51 no votes would kill it. Uh, If not, it'll move on to the Senate and uh, they're going to have to have the same conversation on that side. All right, let's talk about the uh, the filet mignon of the week, the game stonks. Jesse, you uh, have you been doing any day trading? Did you do any day trading this week? I finally got I don't into do it. day trading ever. I uh, I got a little extra extra HSA money, uh, and it's I have to, I can buy single stocks in TD Ameritrade, and I had a little dividend, so I had like thirty dollars nice to play with. So I bought one share of Express on Wednesday when I saw. That lay this out on Monday of this week. I was on a road trip to Ohio with a coworker and he said, Hey, do you see this game stock thing? This was trading at like $5 last summer. And a bunch of guys on the internet uh, got it to where it's like trading at like hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, it was well, down to $2 and 13 cents. I think in March right, or April this year, or 2020. So yeah. And then uh, it's, it's taken off Zach. Yeah. Reddit took over. So, I had to read up to see what any of this stuff meant because I don't do trading or anything. And so it's basically a massive trolling. I kind of love it. Um, apparently short sale sounds like something that's made up by people just to make money off of nothing. So basically you borrow a stock that's at $10 and you go sell somebody else's stock. You never owned it. And then you hope it goes down and you buy it back cheaper and then give the person and you back keep the this, money in your pocket. You keep the money in your pocket. So it's like saying, Oh, I'm going to borrow your $10,000 car. I'll sell it. I'll buy it back for nine for seven thousand dollars. I keep the three thousand. I'll give you your car back. Um, you never know the difference. You never know the difference. I don't know how that like that just. I mean, it sounds made up with stock. It sounds like a made up game. Um, so some guys on Reddit saw that they had done this with GameStop, and they said and they were some, betting on the failure of this uh, company. Yeah, and and they're like hedge funds. Yeah, they're hedge funds, and uh, and so they said let's have fun with them, and so they just proceeded to run the price of GameStop and a couple other stocks up to the point that like 
they have bankrupted hedge funds to the to the to the point to, where the people that loaned the the stocks out said you have to buy it again to pay if it us back. This point. Yeah, well, there's a margin calls, right? right? So and they were so leveraged against it, they're so invested in this loss that it cost like one of the hedge funds like thirteen billion dollars, and that's what the hedge fund was worth. So they're just done. And I was it's and like I told them I like I follow some guys who are they don't talk about what they like actively but talk about business, but they're hedge fund managers and on and not all of these people are like that, but these guys online are the ones that are rolling around in like two million dollar cars all the time. And so you're like, what do you guys do? And they're always like, I'm a hedge fund manager. I'm like, oh and so these guys are all the ones that are now like on the verge of bankruptcy. They're looking for the government to bail them out and they're getting things shut down so that people can't keep running the stocks up. So my view on it is, and now you've seen it's, it's gone. The story has advanced to another level just today where they've stopped trading these stocks at times. And then apps that were allowing the trade of the stocks that, you know, Robinhood is, is the big app that, uh, that most folks seem to be using or many, many seem to be using because they allow fractional shares and they revolutionize the, the stock market. Yeah, the they made it super easy to just Where there are stock. no trading fees. Yep. Right. And that caused TD Ameritrade and others to say, no, no more trading fees. You can do what you want. It's they've basically, they basically, they called it democratizing the stock market. Right. So the average Joes like Jesse, Zach, and myself can, can make trades anytime we want to. So you don't have these big barriers to enter. Yeah. And they still just make it on the sales. Which is what these, uh, these Reddit guys basically discovered is that we can all say, Hey, we're going to start this little club and we're going to invest and we're going to drive the price up. And they drove it way up. And then Elon Musk saw it and supported it. And then when, when Elon Musk gets involved, it just, it draws everybody to it. Moth to a flame. So just to show the volatility of this thing today, it hit an, an all week low this morning at 1120 of $126. Three hours later, at 2.10 in the afternoon, it had a new all-time high for the stock ever at $492. And with 20 minutes to go in trading today, it was around $227 in my in my notes. I think that the... I've been curious about this. Um, I wonder how much the fractional share purchasing affects this. Because, and this is a thing I have with crypto, right? So like the volatility to me, like everybody's like, I think it's interesting because people who don't mess with crypto, but pay attention to the stock market are like, oh my God, the volatility, the volatility. I'm like, this is just a Tuesday in the crypto world. Like I am not like, who cares? We see inverted charts all the time and like, it's awesome. It's whatever. But, um, but I feel like that you can buy fractional shares, like, means like you're still like you can go in and be like, well, I've only got, I'm going to buy $30 like at $420 a share or whatever. Right. So it allows it. I feel like to climb higher versus because like, because you don't have to, because you don't have, have to buy as buy much and share. more yeah. people can buy it. Right. At that point. At right. Price and point. so it, that's why I think is pumping the markets more than people realize is like, the, I think that's why crypto is that way because you can buy fractions of, of things. So today they said the, the Robin hood folks, discontinued being able to buy more shares on their app of AMC theaters and of GameStop. They said, you can't do it anymore. More than half of their customers today, 56% of their customers owned shares in GameStop. So they literally told their customers, Hey, we're going to screw you guys. You're no longer going to be able to participate. It's not a free market because you can only sell. And when only when people can only sell, the price is going to go down. There have to be buyers and sellers for for there to be even equilibrium. There have to be more buyers and sellers for the price to go up, right? right. So if you eliminate a shit ton of buyers, the, the stock price is automatically going to go down. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that's the same thing happens in crypto, right? So uh, in crypto, they tell people right now you can't buy Bitcoin. That does happen. Yeah, they just say you can't do this. Yeah, today. Coinbase is notorious for not letting you buy or sell shit sometimes it's it's a big problem um and not just that but when this happens right you essentially get a uh distributed ddos like that's redundant a distributed dos attack denial of service attack so not by not because people are actually trying to attack them but it's the whole you know uh like 
the I forget what they call it for Reddit, but anyway, all the users are going into logging in and trying to perform actions. So your your website gets underneath heavy heavy load, and then it becomes unavailable. So like not only like when the markets are volatile like this, not only will they stop sales sales, and part of that is to kind of the some of the reason I'm not sure if this is why, but some of that is to protect their system from falling over. So that might be why they did it. I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but that is why a lot of like the crypto place, the crypto exchanges do that. There's only one that I think that hasn't, which is like Binance or something. Um, so it, there, it, it's kind of funny. Like I said, like it, everything that's going on here has been happening in crypto for at least two years. Uh, and it feels very similar to this problem. I, I need to read. I, I did not read about why Robinhood. Uh, I was trying to learn more about short selling, but so um, today, so uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's interesting. Um, well, there was a topic of conversation and in like every group chat that I'm in, which are different groups of people that have different walks of life. Everybody knew about it. Yeah. So as soon as it becomes big news and the websites, obviously like if they figured out like this is going to be a problem for us, then yep. they're probably going to shut it down. Like it makes sense. It's not fair, but it makes sense. Yeah. Which is why they're letting, they're letting sales. And it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. Cause yeah, I, I how much is it they're just trying to protect people? Because this is the other thing is when people, and this is happening, this happens in crypto. The worst time to buy crypto is when everyone's talking about it. Right. Yep. But it's not their job to protect you. Right. No, I agree. You're, you're you need to learn. And this is, this is what I had. Well, I think the SSC is going after them yesterday was you, sometimes you have to get burned by a hot stove to realize that it's hot. It's right. actually going to hurt you. Now, Anybody that's paid any attention at all realizes that when everybody's talking about something that's going to record highs and, and nobody knows what's going to happen, there's going to be a there's going to be a, a, a failure at some point. It's right. It's going to go down. And you have a company that is very obviously not worth <laughs> what the market cap is. Right. They're not worth three cents. Right. But whatever. You can you can look at it and you can recognize and anybody that's putting their money into this has to recognize and they have to be responsible for knowing that there's going to be a correction at some point. Right. Like it literally like in seventh grade, you're going to learn in, in social studies that there was the same thing happened with tulips in the 1600s in Holland. Yeah. Right. Like this is literally tulip bulbs were this yeah. similar. Well, tulip bulbs were a competing currency, but yeah, right, but it was the same. It's, same it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's you're trading in something, right? Yep. Whether it's shares of dollars, shares of Google stock or shares of tulips or somehow magically in 2021, any sort of asset, a retail video game store. Yeah. Who like I'm on. So to, you said that you like, don't like these wealth fund managers. I like them if they're trying to short GameStop cause that company needs to die. And I love it because <laughs> how, everybody's been screwed by GameStop. Everyone, you go in there with your game that you probably just bought and they're like, sorry, man, best I can do is 15 bucks. So GameStop <laughs> is literally doing the same thing that, that the college system did to people, right? right? You're a 19 year old kid. You, you 18 year old kid, you just started your first semester. You go into the books, college bookstore and you spend $500 on a semester's worth of books. Yep. You go through the semester, you keep your books in pristine condition and then you sell them on the, and then the you sell market. them and they say, well, I don't need that book, that book or that book. And that one I can give you $10 for. Yeah. I'm like 16 weeks ago, this was $500 and I'm going to leave here $10. Yep. Screw you. Yeah. That's the GameStop. That's, the, that's, that's what they do. That's what they do. And not only that, but most of the time they will sell you a brand new game that has already been opened then charge you new prices. You're like, this is not how this works folks. And they'll, so like, they're just, they're slimy. And I don't think they make commission, <laughs> but maybe they do. Um, I, I've only known one person that works there, but or worked there. But, um, a lot of times like you would get, like, I would try to buy like hardware, like, you know, controllers or something. And they would be like the version behind that one. I, the PlayStation three is notorious for having like a, a bunch of different versions of their controller. And, I thought I was getting like a DualShock 2 and it wasn't like it, they sold it as one, but it was just a regular one without the full DualShock. nerd, man. You're going full nerd. I know, me. but I'm just saying there, I hate that company. And so you have, you have, I would love it. to short. So, so <laughs> you're, you're the one guy that sees that, but I, I, I also understand that folks are saying, Hey, this is a recognizable business. The, the companies that these, that this Reddit group identified are those that were shorted. So have heavily shorted positions and consumer type, brands that were consumer facing right. that are easily recognizable. AMC movie theaters, GameStop. Yeah. The but the- oh, see the AMC. I thought it was AMC, like the channel. No AMC movie theater. Okay. So, gotcha. but the other thing these have in common is like right now with the pandemic, with things the way they are, 
a lot of these businesses feel like they're not going to be doing so hot in 2020 because GameStop, you can order your game, like you can buy your game on your console now. Like right. that's a thing. And then AMC, how many people have gone to a movie in the last year? So that's so that's the other thing. GameStop has been working with the government to prevent game producers, publishers from getting rid of physical hard, like physical copies. They are literally lobbying so that they can't do that, so that their market stays available. Yeah, they're the, the they're the record store of the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're 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 their business they're model doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? they're gross. And as a person who just bought like a new gaming system, it makes no sense to buy the physical copy. All the advantages are buying a digital copy. There the are only advantages, advantages. The only advantages that are there is that you do have something to sell. You have a resale value. Yeah, you can trade it with your friends, but whereas, you don't sell it to GameStop. You sell it yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah. That's the only reason I still buy physical game copies is uh, if I if I know I'm going to. If I know I'm going to play through it once, I will buy it new or used, whatever, and then I resell it so that I'm out a couple bucks versus 30. So, but that's the only, which is like most people, I like, guess, not worth my time, but I clearly don't care about that. So, <laughs> but uh, I think it's the, the most interesting part of this is the, the short squeeze that's going on versus like, and why, like, not only are they the ones, the price isn't just being driven up by Wall Street bets. It's being driven up by the hedge funds trying to cover their own ass from buying, having to buy the stocks to cover what they're losing. So like, which is, and there's not enough in the market so that the prices keep going because these other guys are like, no, we're holding like, well, that's exactly right. They, so they are talking to each other and basically encouraging each other to hold your stock. As long as you hold, if you've bought it, hold it, they can't get it. The price is going to keep going up Yeah, and they're going to keep getting screwed. Yeah, Because there's somebody to share a link of some guy whose son had turned like, a couple hundred, six hundred dollars into like sixty thousand dollars or something like that, and he was like, "Just sell like three thousand dollars worth, just enough." And Cover like, what you put in it. He's like, "Nope, sitting on it." Yeah. He was just, yeah, he was like, he, <laughs> he was like, he was refusing to to even. And so, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, they're, who are they protecting? It's not the people who are buying in know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're getting into. They know exactly why they're doing it. They're not buying it because they think they're going to make a bunch of money on it. They're there, buying there it to mess with them. There are people that realize them. that they are just screwing certain folks Yes, over. that's... And yeah. they, they say, you know what? I have... I, I'm in for the cause. I put $500 into this thing and I'm going to ride it out and I'll maybe I'll get my $500 back. Maybe I won't. But it's a it's a crowdsourced, basically, yeah. GoFundMe. And what I... Uh, I compared it to a penny auction. Back in the days of the Great Depression... You used to have a farm that would be mortgaged. A bank would come in to try to take the farm and sell everything on the farm to pay for the mortgage because there had been a downturn. The neighbors would come by, and instead of selling for market rates, the neighbors would come in and say, I'm going to give you a penny for that tractor. I'm going to give you – there would be no money in the market. It's kind of like the tax sales that currently happen. Right, yeah. You would have very, very little money that actually comes back to the, uh, to the uh, group that's owned. It's the same thing. And I, I think that the strategy of the Redditors was excellent in choosing companies that you actually care about and know about right. because if they chose, if they chose the company that I work for, nobody knows who the hell I wish they chose my company. Right. right? right. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I was, I was, I would be retired right now. I still have some stock from the previous company I worked for. I'm like, guys, uh, I, this is probably not right, but it'd be great if someone went into that chat room and said, Hey, y'all should buy this thing. You need to find someone who is active in a wall street bets, who's selling their user profile as an asset and right. buy it from them and be like, yeah. look, here's where we're going next. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's probably where the jail time comes in, uh, <laughs> but it, you but, don't work for him anymore. No, right? I don't. But honestly, this is, this is free speech. And this, that's the conversation that folks are having. The regulators are talking about coming in and saying, well, you can't, you can't collude like this. You guys can't decide to do this. And essentially what they've done is they created a book club where mm-hmm. they talk about a stock. They encourage each other to buy the stock. Right. It, it increases. And it, the, and it's effective now because of how cheap communication is. Right. Like with the internet. Right. Cause so you've created access. There, there were, there were so many barriers to entry in the past right. that you couldn't get into this. You couldn't do this. You right. had to be, you know, if, if you watch the, the eighties movie with, uh, uh, trading trading places with Dan Aykroyd and uh, it's Lewis Lewis and uh, Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy <laughs> Winthorpe and uh, Valentine uh, they did the same thing with frozen concentrated orange juice how are you doing over there Zach I'm a Mike Saul film Caddy <laughs> Wampus do you want to lose the mic flag if you if you lose the mic flag you might be okay I'm good right now I think you have got yours <laughs> loaded in backwards Dakota chooses. See, I, my mic flag is above. Well, see, I tried to do that, and then it was like there's slack, and it wasn't sitting it right. 
So yeah, I don't know. They're getting it's the same old, way as that one. Old and you're actually out. the only one that's might flag up. Everybody else is might flag down. I don't. Anyway, that's a, that's not good conversation <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I train places. They they manipulate stocks to get a certain, or they're manipulating commodities, but right. futures um, in the frozen concentrated orange juice market. Yeah, so you get the idea that that kind of stuff's being manipulated all the time. It's just they're not fond of the people that have all the had all the money are they're the victims of it now and they're not really i don't think they're super excited about it yeah and you realize how quickly and easily it can just be done over and over again like i bet that they're just thinking we can't do anything now because i mean somebody on reddit was smart enough to look and see that these places were that they were really heavily shorted shorted on these certain businesses and shame on the hedge funds to be that heavily into that position some folks are worried about their 401ks and oh my god this is going to ruin my 401k if you look at your 401k you're probably in three or four different mutual funds and a mutual fund is in 80 to 100 to 150 items in it so you're most likely spread across hundreds of companies well you, you you're going to be your 401k okay. is not in any hedge fund is it no your 401k is in stock yeah i was gonna right? say like hedge Stocks fund is what you do like with spare money like right but it's it, a hedge right theoretically <laughs> Theoretically, a hedge fund is is what's invested in GameStop stock, right? No, no, so no. I agree. If, I if just... your four hundred one k, if some guy that's running one of the mutual funds that you're in decided, hey, I'm going to get in this, and they get burned, say they were trying oh, to, take, they were talking trying to ride it on up, the correction, gotcha. and then when the correction happens and they lose a bunch of money, you're going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to be okay because if you're buying mutual funds, you're not buying single stocks, which are kind of risky anyway to start with. Right, they're speculative. Um, they could be great and people like to talk about them, but the, the guy that's getting rich slow is the guy who's every week continuing to buy index funds, mutual funds, whatever it is. He, you're just continuing to buy that you well, know, say, very generically. Every, it's on, if it's down, then it's on sale and it just continues to grow on your paper, dollar cost averaging on paper. If you just put your money in an index fund, you will beat more than most day traders. Because it grows at like 11% or something every year, 12%. Those guys are professionals that run them. They take a little cut. They run the mutual. Yeah, They're not trying to get rich. They're just trying to keep wealth and grow slowly. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's interesting and, uh, it's very similar to the crypto world. So welcome to the crypto feels like that's what it feels like every day. Um, and those markets are smaller market caps and, like the whales run the show there. So it's, it's insane. Like people, people will move in with like hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and just rip it out of the market immediately. And you're like, guys, holy cow. Like it's like my stocks have jumped from, uh, nine cents in September and we're up to, we've reached 42 and now we're back down to 35, but in between now and the, and that's been since September. And then that right now, like one of the ones I'm bullish on, right, uh, is it's at 35, but it was at 28 last 28 cents last week, and it was down to 34 cents yesterday. Like, and it's like I don't know, or not 34, sorry, 31. So, like, when we look at percentages, it's the same kind of volatility. It's crazy. I I like that there's access, and the average person can do this if they want to. It's not the way I choose to spend my time or want to spend my time. For the fun of it this week, I did buy the one share of Express just to see what would happen. And I think what I is Express? It. A store. The oh, store. like the, the men's Express. retail store. Yeah, okay. the, the retail okay. store. Because that was another one of them on the list. It wasn't nearly as popular, but I bought sure. it at like $6.50 yeah. on Wednesday, yesterday. And I set up in the computer, hey, if this gets to $12, Do sell. Yeah. sell it. So Stop I made like it. five bucks or whatever. And I think it got to 14 and then it dropped back down to like five. Yeah. So I bought it a little higher than other people did and I sold it before and it was, you know, it turned yeah. out fine. But I wanted to do it just to be a part experience of the process. And, and you know. have you ever done that ever? Uh, I bought a couple of single stocks. So basically what happened is I, I rolled my HSA money, my little healthcare savings account sure. that I can't put any more money into. Yeah, you can only it's, invest it. It's in an investment account. And then I buy, I can only buy whole shares in this thing in right. the TD Ameritrade account that's there. So I have whole shares in some sort of a mutual fund and it pays a dividend. I don't have enough money in there to buy a, another share of this thing and I can only buy fractional shares. So I'm like, all right, well, there's 30 bucks there. Yeah. So I can buy a share of Express or I could buy a couple shares of this thing or that thing. When you sell that stuff, and this is kind of getting in the weeds and not necessarily on topic, but sort of because it's just like investment talk at this point. Sure. Um, when Because I'm, I'm curious about the HSA. So when you put it into the market, 
when you sell that, does that mean it comes back into your HSA, HSA account? Yeah. Because yeah. it's it just, bucket. Yeah. And so, so you just have this like the, thing the that the magic you made. of it, right? The magic of it is it's triple tax advantage, right? right. So like <laughs> you, it was deducted from your paycheck yep. and you didn't get taxed on it federally. Yep. It grows you, un- untaxed. You invest it, no taxes at all. Right. And then if you actually decide you're going to spend it, it's there's untaxed. no taxes on the medical spending yeah. either. And then if you go through your entire life and you never spend it, it now becomes a 401k and it gets taxed as, as income at the end. As, okay. As I, didn't, 401k I, money. I guess I didn't. I've just talked to my wealth manager and I did not. Uh, yeah. He, I, we talked about that, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know how much I have to get to where I can start putting it in the market. So, so Jared, what I'm hearing is if you get really good at this day trading yes, thing don't count and then that. you die, I'm in good shape. We're talking, uh, I made $6 day trading this week <laughs> in, a, in a once in a life pandemic, uh, Reddit fueled, uh, rage. I, uh, so I you're went, saying I can go for the fluoride when I go to the dentist next time. Nice. Uh, theoretically, but I mean, it would, not, it would not make sense to unplug it from the market. It's doing so well, dear. The uh, she's like she wants to unplug you. <laughs> do you. Do you guys know any day traders like actively? No, no. Nope. I used to work for one uh, on a side, and uh, one of the first times he calls me, I was like, he's you know the whole hey man, how's it going? He's like, well, I just lost thirteen thousand dollars today. <laughs> it's not a great day, and I go, and obviously to some day traders, that's still a good day. Um, I'm like, I just like my young mind is like 21. It's like, there's no way I could lose 13,000. <laughs> yeah. But now that I have you like, checked your couch cushions. <laughs> yeah. Where did it go? But like, again, I get, you know, the company I pay for, it has some sort of like options or whatever. And uh, yeah, I've lost a lot like that before in like weeks. And you're just like, God, oh, this is really painful. You so. didn't lose it. Right. You still own the same. So the value may have gone down. If you didn't no, sell it, you didn't no, lose it. Yeah, no. The value the, on So I talk changed. about portfolio value a lot. I don't, obviously, that the goal is to have a big portfolio. Not, to, I don't, like selling it is not necessarily like what I'm interested You're in. You're not retiring today. You'll be okay. Not, not only because I didn't buy GameStop. <laughs> it's like one of those days where like Facebook has a rough day and they're like, Mark Zuckerberg lost like, he lost like $12 billion today. <laughs> and you're like, he lost what? Like, yeah, he lost billions of dollars in net worth. Yeah. Like in hours because he said the wrong thing in front of Congress or people, it's like, people just don't like him or it's the reverse of kind of like the whole Tesla thing, which just happened also. And where Elon like jumped up ahead of like everyone in yeah. like hours, he became the richest man in the world. So here's my prediction or my concern. My theory as to what's going to happen is okay. that you're going to see these barriers to entry come back. Oh yeah. So Robin hood, created market pressures that caused everybody to eliminate their trading fees. I think what you're going to see happen is that it's now going to cost money to trade again. Instead, and it may not be an $8 cost to trade. It might be okay. Little person. If you really want to trade Zach, it's going to cost you a hundred dollars to make that trade so that it's not going to be, it's going to be the big boys playing or you can't buy let alone fractional shares. You can't buy single shares anymore. You need to buy at least a thousand dollars worth of something, or you need to buy at least a hundred shares of something, not one share for three dollars and have fun or do what you want. We're going to keep you little people out of this. I think I just think that they're going to get rid of fractional sharing. I think, uh, and I would be more surprised if they don't get rid of the individual at all, and you have to buy through as like a group, a licensed organization. Yeah, like you have to affiliate with something and. Uh, you would go in with them so that there's you get like consensus that you're not going to try to manipulate the markets. Yeah. But I don't know. What do, you think? what do you think Zach? They'll, they'll figure something out. They'll, this won't be allowed to happen again. Well, they'll AOC, find a way to get around it. AOC and Ted Cruz are on the same page. So things are not good for us. <laughs> <laughs> she was not, they, she they was not happy like, about being on the same page with him though. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't flip her response. Actually, this is great. <laughs> she she basically said you tried to get me murdered last week yeah and you that haven't even, and you haven't even apologized to like anybody yet so i'll talk to any other the, republicans but i won't talk to you the savagery was, was uh was, was yeah real. she went off on like a i like was kind of scanned twitter and i caught her right on that one i was like oh she got she's fired up at him and yeah i saw yeah she wasn't happy she's like she's like i'm not dealing with you i'll deal with somebody else steve scalise never weighed in though after surviving a gunshot wound as a baseball player in Congress, uh, he uh, he's probably the one guy that could have said something, something in return. All right. Been a wild week. Yeah. Been a wild week. 
The Olympics are supposed to be this year. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be last year. <laughs> <laughs> they're promised for this year. China's supposed to host them. Did you see what China uh, or Tokyo? Uh, Tokyo? It's all the same. China, Beijing, I, you know, whatever. It's a different time. Beijing zone. just had it. It yeah. means I have to watch it in the middle of the night. Summer Olympics, where have they been? They've been in uh, been in Los Angeles, Atlanta. You mean in the U.S.? In the yeah. U.S., yeah. Atlanta, L.A. I only know of Atlanta because there was a terrorist the thing. Richard Jewell bombing. 2000, they were in Sydney. They were in Athens, 2004. Uh, they were in Australia, right? 2008, Sydney. Yeah, I have a hard time pit. I don't. Sarah, I this is this is my skill that Olympic. Sarah never never understands that I I remember these things. Well, I don't care about. Well, the you're Olympics. wrong about Sydney. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> when were they in Sydney? Sydney was like 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. Okay. 2000 like, Summer Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, because it was like they were in Athens in 2004. Yep. Where were they? In uh, Great Britain in 2012. London. Yeah, the London Games. I know that 1998. They, they were, were in Rio. 2016 Rio. I believe so. It's, they were Be- Beijing was like 2008 then. I know in 1998 the Winter Olympics were in Nagano because there was Japan. a video game that I had that was called <laughs> Nagano Olympics on the Nintendo 64. Yes, 2008 they were in Beijing, and then 2020 they were supposed to be in Tokyo. 92 they were in Barcelona. That's correct. Aha! I can't 90, remember. All. What about 88? You got 88. Uh, Calgary was the Winter Olympics in 88. Uh, the Winter Olympics were not in 88, so. Yeah, they were. No. Uh, no, the Summer Olympics were in 88. She's getting ready to learn that they used to run them the same time, Did then they, they switched. Did they really? Yes. Well, this is before my lifetime. Yes, it count. yes, yes, yes. They had Calgary, Lillehammer. I remember So where were the Summer Olympics in 88? Probably Kentucky. No, they weren't. 84, <laughs> they were in Los Angeles. Yes. 88, uh, were they in Sarajevo? No, they were in South Korea. Oh, 80. They were in Seoul. 80. When were they in Sarajevo? 80 or 76? I think it was 80 because that would have been, yeah, because 76 was in Montreal. There we go. Yes, of course. I've been to the Olympic Center. Yeah, I don't know. I am not a big Olympic guy. so I still haven't been to Canada other than by water. So all my Olympic knowledge is because we grew up in northern New York. Close to. Right by Lake Placid. Yeah. Which is home to the 1980 and 1932 Winter Olympics. So yeah, they're in the, and then in my very formative years, Sarah, they they ran the the Winter Olympics four years in a row. You got 88, 92, and 94, I believe was the uh, was the Winter Olympics. I was on Oslo, the Norway. Olympics there we go. Yes, page, or so. Oslo, Norway. Very very correct. The um, I think that was our bonus Olympics was Oslo. <laughs> so you said that Florida is going to try to take it from. So, so basically they're raising their hand and saying, Hey, we can host them. Sure. Costs billions of dollars to host. It takes years of preparation. We're in a pandemic. Why the hell not? We'll just say, let's just put it all at the, uh, at the (laughs) Miami Dolphins stadium. Well, I think, and call it good. Well, remember when, wherever it was in Russia, the winter Olympics were in Russia. Yeah. And like, it was just terrible. Like from what I remember, like I remember everyone just shitting on how bad it was. So it's like the restrooms were terrible. Well, and And they, they, and they they did the winter Olympics in a, in a coastal town that was a desert. And the actual, (laughs) the actual like facilities were like three hours away in the mountains. I think there was even a picture of like in a bathroom and it was like two toilets and they were almost touching at 90 degree (laughs) angles. And you're like, that's not flying. No, even the, uh, the Rio games they said was like, it looked good. They pulled it together, but like they did not build the infrastructure needed to any kind of like permit. Cause a lot of places will build this stuff out and then they have a plan for using after it. And like some of the stuff in the Rio games was not built to be used afterwards. It was just gonna, it was a one-time use. It was what, yeah, it was like single use apartment complexes yeah. for the, for the athletes and stuff oh, that just were going to like fall apart when it was all said and done. So Jimmy Patronus uh, sent a letter. He is the chief financial officer for the state of Florida, an unsolicited letter to the Olympic committee uh, and saying, Hey, we'd love to take these off your hands. Basically uh, there, cause there are apparently media reports that there are private concerns about hosting the Olympics this, uh, this August in Japan. Uh, so, and in his letter, he outlined that they did the UFC championship in Jacksonville and the Orlando, uh, NBA, <laughs> NBA bubble. So Same thing. They can, no problem at all. We would love to host it's exactly the same 75 <laughs> events and we'll stick them all over the state. 
from people coming from all over the world. world. Donald Trump has probably offered up his personal Olympic swimming pool at uh, <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. At Mar-a-Lago. Had the shot put throw out Be there. The greatest thing. Greatest Olympics ever. Uh, you, you think about the infrastructure needed for an Olympics, and you're just going like, where's... We, we're good. January. We can yeah. do it, we can yeah, do we it this summer. This <laughs> like the last couple have barely gotten pulled together without a pandemic. And with like, what do you, you get like eight or 10 years heads there's, up? There, yeah. You get like you a decade. Can, yeah. You get like a decade there's heads extra up. money. There's billions of dollars that, get, that has to be fundraised or, or stolen from citizens nope. of the, of the state. And Florida, Florida man's like, I got it. <laughs> oh. I think, Tokyo, hey, they I was had thinking, just had the Olympics hold back my in beer. 64. I was, so they have they should have the facility, right? I was thinking maybe maybe we could do the rowing and the Everglades amongst the Gators. <laughs> <laughs> Extra points if you catch a snake while you're down there because you know there, there's a there's a price on those. It did that sounds. I think they should do it. I think I just, I have confidence. I may that he's not going to do it, be able to do it, and I want to watch the the <laughs> train ride. Just watch the, the dumpster ride. I'm going to failure. short the Olympics uh, in Florida. <laughs> So. Oh my God! It just sounds like a terrible idea. But of course, Florida signs up for it. Yeah, well, there, put put them at the front of the line. I love it. It would be hilarious to watch because you know it'd be maybe just throw some guys and put them in shirts like they're from different countries and dress them funny, like do a uh, like a Borat Olympics. I feel like it would be like the fire festival, like but <laughs> yeah. on a bigger scale. <laughs> they're like, we've got tents. <laughs> I know it's really windy and there's a hurricane coming, but you're going to be all right. And you're like, everybody's like, we're getting, that's an excellent point. That is right at the tip of the, right at the tip of the spear of hurricane season two, summer, right? Like that is August. August, I think is August, September. I know hurricane Katrina came, came through in September. It was Labor Day. Cause it was like right by my birthday. I had some friends that were going on a cruise around that time. And they said, we always wondered why we never did this. And they scheduled a cruise that in September. And like, yeah, now we know why we couldn't do it because I think when they were due to go on their cruise, it was, they were like three hurricanes stacked up in the in the Atlantic right there. You always go in the winter because you're already depressed. You just want to get some sunshine and then you go and you enjoy. If you're going to take a cruise in the summertime, go to Alaska, go to the Caribbean in the wintertime. That's correct. That's my official advice. All right, Sarah, we're at the point in the show where we need to do final thoughts. Okay. How'd you do? Did you enjoy this? Yeah. Was it worth your time? Yeah. How much wine's left in your bottle? It's like halfway. Half bottle of wine. A little less than half. You're driving us home. No, you are. You only had one beer. <laughs> I'm working you on call my, an Uber. I'm working on my second one. Well, I honestly, we brought Zach so he can drive us, and then he can just walk <laughs> home from our house. There you uh, go. <laughs> it's about the same distance. We're gonna honestly. take it's, you. We're gonna take you home, but you have to walk from our yeah. house. Yeah. To your house. It's honestly the same distance. It would, yeah, I just I'd w- wave at my house halfway home, halfway to your house. Joe Tompkins says new event Gator wrestling. All right, Sarah, Love what it. are you promoting over there? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. I, I just want people to answer my phone calls tomorrow. That's all. Oh boy. Yeah. You're selling stuff. What, uh, if people need, uh, need a salesman, they should contact you. If they need recruiting services, they should call me. Are you out on your own now? No, I, uh, we are in a lull right now. Okay. So the programs I was working on, they have just kind of paused for a moment. Gotcha. Of the FDA is not doing their job. Sarah is cold calling. They're She's saying, that person that's nice. calling your company. We need more of- info because we didn't actually go tour your facility. And then the companies have to wait to release their drug because they don't have approval yet. Gotcha. So that's what's happening. And since we're mainly pharma, now they're like, okay, well, what can we have you do in the meantime before these jobs actually get filled? And we get more business because a lot of people are pretty much in a pause right now in the pharma world, which like one of the bigger pharma companies just, uh, laid off about 46% of their self sales force, which is pretty, that's a lot. That's, that's a scary lot for a sales guy. Yeah. It is scary for a sales guy. But um, anyways, so now they have us doing some kind of a inside sales where we're kind of looking at leads that we've had from the past people that we've worked with and tried to recruit before to see if they know if their company has any recruiting needs. So if you're doing some staffing, reach out to Sarah and she might be able to hook you up with a whole network. Yep. We all do right. all kinds of industries, about nine or ten different ones. Senior Riddle, what uh, what do you know? Have you launched assholes with a with a with a with a with a microphone? What, no. What's your what's your podcast going to be called? Uh, we're we're going to change it. Um, so because I said I think I don't know I think I've said it on here, but I might have said it in, per, in private. But we didn't think buttholes from hell would sell. Yes, that was it. well on iTunes, or if iTunes <laughs> would even let us have it on there. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to change the name. Uh, so we're thinking about changing it, uh, possibly just two dudes at the same time. 
what if what if you bring in a third once in a while? Well, you know, they're going to be doing they're going to be on two dudes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little racy. Well, that's hopefully you got to get the clicks. So uh, you got to get the clicks. So uh, you know, we want it to have a lot of comedy, and that seems pretty funny. I don't know. I was like, I saw the, uh, I was watching something and I saw the, uh, the gif of, uh, what's his face from, uh, office space when he's talking about, Hey man, what'd you do with million dollars? He's like, I'll Diedrich tell you Bader. I'll tell you what I do. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's Diedrich Bader. He's, he's like, uh, a million dollars. He played Jethro Bodine in the, uh, in the, the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. So anyways, I think I was playing Rocket League with Mark and I was like, just two dudes at the same time, man. <laughs> so. And then, it, like, there's so many. How very nice sound of you guys. There's so many innuendos and uh, two guys, one mic. Yeah. Well, they, so there's that. There's two bears, one cave, or some shit like that, right? That's so, Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah. And so I, somebody's like, oh, it kind of sounds like that. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's like it's really funny to be like, yeah, I was on two dudes at the same time, or have you ever heard? <laughs> I'm really into two dudes at the same time. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like funny things that would be coming. Have you out ever of listened that. to two dudes at one time? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. So, I don't know. Hopefully that's what we do. So what's and the then, launch uh, date? When are we doing this? Uh, well, you gotta, I gotta work with Mark, man. It's not my, it's you guys have been talking about this for years. Really I've got to shame you into it. <laughs> well, so what, you haven't been to my house, but all the gear is there. Like it's sitting on my floor right there. Just need an invite. Mark's uh-huh. been really busy though. He's I will a lot produce your first episode. He's been, he's been working on a lot of them. I will yeah. be your juice in the morning. I will sit there like juice does for the uh, highly inappropriate. Yeah. And I'll sit there and produce your first one. Yeah. And then I'll flake out every episode. Well, like we've that. we've recorded two, but they were both really bad and there was no guest. So it was like very boring, arguably. And so uh like I just need to reach out to some people, uh the people I want to interview. And because uh, it's gonna be more interviewee than like news based. I will say it is tough to start a podcast in a pandemic. Keeping this one thank God we well, have that's the why we haven't we done have, anything. Right? Yeah. Thank God we have the infrastructure we do here at your boss hog and it's very obvious that we are not trying to get guests to come from a long distance away because at any moment I could find out, Oh my God, we're sick and we have to pull the plug for today. And that kills like three weeks. So it is very problematic to schedule a bunch of guests back to back to back. So it is a, it it has been a keep the wheels on bailing wire and duct tape pandemic podcast, but we've made, we've made it happen, but it's because we have the infrastructure. Yeah, and the, the, there's a problem with the uh, the framework I want to use because I want to kind of talk to like entrepreneurs and entertainers and stuff, local and Midwest, to kind of like get. I, I'm sure there's many people with the same framework or ideas, right? But like to get Don't it, give it away. No, I know, but it, it's fine. No, it. I would. I wouldn't hopefully trust my they listeners. do. But anyways, so uh, but my point is like you can re- like you know like some of the, the most advice in uh, podcasting is like hey like record five episodes or more before you go live which is fine. And then you have a buffer, right. That you can work with. So if you don't get somebody for one week, you're not screwed. The problem that you end up having is if you're talking to people who have launch dates on certain things or certain event nights, you have to have the podcast happen within that window so that when people hear it, it's not past that time. Right. Uh, other, cause then like that just destroys your like credibility. And you can't assume that your podcast is going to age well either. So right. you've got, you know, you've got to time it right and hope that your folks listen to well, it. That's why I don't, want, that's why I don't really want like current, a lot of current news. I mean, there will be some in there, right? When you talk about regulators and regulations and crap, but and some laws, but a lot of it is, should be almost evergreen esque. So we tried to say about a year ago, we did a bunch of evergreen episodes here because we were going to be off for a couple of weeks because Dakota was going to have the lovely baby Jackson. Yeah. And then we had pandemic. So he's almost one now. I know we did those. We just did those evergreens uh, one year ago this week. Yeah. Did he put cheese on his baby face when that was a thing? Because I just, somebody shared their photos of their child today and it had cheese on their face. It's like, what? Is this baby? I think they gave face? him, but it was like, like a meme that went around for a minute. Yeah. There was a thing about, there was a thing which he had just thrown like a slice of cheese on their face and just see what the reaction was. <laughs> you should do that to Jackson when you get home. To I your have Jackson. no idea. You don't remember this? No, oh, I must've been. The internet happens so fast. It is, man. It just, that was it's people did it to their dogs too. Yeah, they were doing yeah. it. Be a picture like a dog just. I might have even started with dogs. I think it started. And then start people start doing it to their kids because you know parents. Parents are assholes sometimes, and it's fun to, <laughs> to be mean to your kids the way that they're mean to you sometimes. Yeah, a uh, little little rage coming out of Zachary. All right, man. You got anything to promote? What are we doing? Uh, no, nothing to promote. Uh, L and K beef. Go go get some from Cade. Keep them going. I had a I had a brain in my thought and cheese on the face just swiped it out of there. So my that's bad. all I got. 
That's fine. No, because this because I'm picturing like all you the dogs and all the kids. It out of there. But oh yeah, the one thing that was it just got graded away. <laughs> I had this uh, interesting thing where I have to keep track of uh, what I do during the day because I'm at home and nobody can supervise me. And so I started numbering them. And uh, his Jackson's birthday, Dakota's Jackson's birthday coming up, reminded me that where I'm on week 43 of uh, working from home. Um, and there was two weeks before that. So like, if you know anybody with like a five week old baby, we are now in the pandemic baby phase where are we? Yeah. Cause 40 weeks. So at 40 weeks, so like five weeks ago is when that, that window would have opened where now the kids are like early shutdown kids. So I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, and I mentioned that to my, my supervisor actually brought that up. We had to talk about something else and she's like, Oh, thanks for numbering them. So yeah, I always know I'm like, Oh yeah. Week 43. So it's for 45 weeks in since the governor shut everything down initially. I, I do enjoy the tweets, uh, the viral tweets. And it was a journal, the journal tweets. Pandemic day 25, I made bread. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Day 95, I sure do miss my friends. Many, many, many dots. Day 310, the White House appears to be under control of a shirtless man in a Viking helmet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was Jesse. Uh, day 330, Reddit's coordinated attack on Wall Street is going as planned. <laughs> This is how far we've come. I yeah. love it. Like the world has literally flipped on upside down. The, um, I, I know we're trying to shut down, so I'm not going to say anything, but I forgot what I was going to say it too, but that's okay. You guys Jared, are awesome. Your final thought. Thank you all for, uh, for supporting the show. It's been awesome. We, uh, we are very appreciative. If you have feedback, I don't give the email address out enough. Jeremiah at boss Let me know what you think, what you want to hear, who you want to hear from, who your favorite guests are. We haven't had back in a while. I'm going to be first in line for the vaccine, Zachary. The vaccine. Ugh. As soon as, as soon as they make the vaccine available, I'm going to get it, and I hope our guests will too. And we're going to start bringing people back through. Well, apparently there's a thing, and my mom heard about it, and I saw somebody did an article about it. So it's not like a, a hidden thing where you can get like on the um, the wait list, the wait list, or like. And so what will happen is, is that it doesn't matter how old you are or anything. They get to the end of the day, and they're like, and we got five doses. People didn't show up. Come on in. They start calling people, and you don't have to meet the age criteria at that point. They'll just call whoever they can get available. I would love to get on that list. Get me on that list, yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, because you cause I they will drop open anything them. and be there in 20 minutes. Yeah, because they open them all up, and like they don't want them to go bad. So. Once, they're, once they're open, they have to use them. So, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that they probably should be. I mean, the, one thing that may be directed towards teachers, I saw that Ohio has pulled doses out of the general population just to get to teachers so they can get their schools opened up. Um, Indiana isn't going to do that apparently, but that's getting Holcomb real popular with the teachers again, but, but yeah, well, get on that list. Well, he's a Republican, so he's not popular <laughs> I was going to say, I got a Snapchat from a teacher who goes, this guy's an asshat or something like that. He so. really did. He's not endearing himself to that group at all. No. Yeah. He won with record numbers. The, they, apparently he doesn't need their vote. And he's never running for re-election again. He's done. He's term he's limited. Done, he's yeah. happy. And unless he wants to be a senator, he's probably good to go. All right. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. We will uh, we'll be back next week. We'll see what happens. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.